Hello and welcome to the Birthing Conscious Humans podcast. This is the second series with water. And today I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking with Matt Thornton. Hi, Matt. Hello, Matt. <laughs> Who is a water sommelier and a motohado instructor, but I'd probably call him a visionary for water who's bringing about change for and with water on the planet right now. So thank you, Matt, for everything that you do for water. <laughs> well, thank you, dear sister. It's, it's a real delight to be here. And I think what you're creating is very special, very unique, and indeed very powerful. And it brings in many characteristics of water, very divine and very special characteristics firstly to discuss and then to bring it into realization. So I look forward to maybe contributing to your vision. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that deeply. The conversation today, the theme of the conversation is a container for birth. And what I really sort of mean behind that is water being the natural container for life. Water is where life grows, but also the actual physical container of water and how that impacts the quality, the resonance of the water, and also the people in the water, so to speak. And I guess through this conversation, I'm hoping to have more feedback from you on a more, let's say, in-depth understanding of how the container affects water and helps us remember more of who we are, which is where I'm going with this podcast. I think that's a, um, <laughs> sorry, have I stopped your flow? I think that's a fabulous um, place to begin because there's many characteristics, as I said before, to discuss and, and water is very transdisciplinary. So yes. we need multiple subjects to understand they all, and, and, and to overlap between them or flow between all these beautiful subjects um, on every single level, but also water is multidimensional as well. So exactly. we need to think of it, not only in the physical, but you know, the material properties, but then getting into the information or the energetic properties, yeah. getting into the cosmic and the consciousness aspects and finding out, certainly from a birthing process, um, how the divine how we come through into form and then into the physical and how the kind of effectively the soul is embodied into the body and 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 what role does water play throughout all of this so we need to work on many many levels and and um Absolutely. it's a very beautiful exploration which is why i guess matt i i found such resonance in our previous conversation on world water day because i feel you coming from this multi-dimensional sort of interdisciplinary understanding of water and as an introduction to the podcast series as well and how um, the therapists that come in later to speak about birth and water there's a better understanding of the foundations going into this um let's say awareness of consciousness of water so i'm really grateful because i i perhaps if you tell us a little bit more of your relationship with water then people listening will sort of have my understanding of you as a multidimensional and interdisciplinary um human being i'll say at this point <laughs> i think it's it's I don't think I've ever been described that before, but I feel it. I feel like I've, I've kind of awoken to the fact is that, yeah, I'm an interdisciplinary, I'm a generalist. And I think we need to um, look at every single angle. And also the fact is looking at the multidimensional aspects as we've, we've spoken about before. My background, I mean, everybody has a relationship with water. And it may be very subtle, okay, or it may be unconscious. But then when we gradually wake up to this, water becomes a guide to life. And it guides you as to where it, you need to flow and what you need to kind of not only understand, but to experience. So my relationship with water is about understanding and experience. And those two intertwine between each other. Now, sometimes experience comes first, or sometimes you're unconscious to the experience and wake up to it later. And then latterly, understanding might come later. At the moment, the, uh, the dominant thought system on the, on the planet is more westernized, is very linear thinking, whereas water 
um, you have to go beyond the conceptual mind somewhat to, to grasp it. And that might come through experience. We ask ourselves, you know, why do we love being by waterfalls and water and the sea and the ocean and in nature? Water plays a significant part to all of this. My, my introduction came through aviation, actually, and I'm, I'm still an aviator per se. So I've kind of graced the, um, the skies as an aviator for yeah, yeah. maybe maybe 35 years, maybe more than I, I don't know. And so you, you get blessed to have nature bestow your surroundings with this most magnificent of shows created by simply by the movement of water and light from from the sun. Um, and it immerses you in this kind of forever changing poetry of nature. Um, and so I actually must have dedicated an entire life, uh, entire, an entire year of my life just being immersed in cloud initially without thinking about it and then becoming very conscious about how close I am to nature. Yeah. So it gives you a, a very different perspective. Um, now I had a, this is, I had a military background, but we don't need to go into that right now, but it, it kind of had that warrior kind of background in me, but the water came through much later um, and it came simply through drinking good water. Now, what is good water? We'll talk about it in a minute, but the, the body knows. We, so people ask the question. I love asking this question or being asked, but I, we can ask it in a different way just through my experiences is what did, what did the water affect me? I didn't know I had brain fog until I drank good water. And it took me to the stratosphere in terms of clarity of thought and having a bit of a performance background, one has to kind of explore this journey as to what is going on here. Because my background, like many people, is simply water is water is water. I didn't have a relationship on a conscious level. And so it awoke, it awoke me to this amazing levels of clarity of thought um, that I'd never experienced before. It was, it was thousands and thousands of times of, it wasn't just clarity, it was the purity of thought. Take it back a few years as well. I'd, I'd, I'd studied the, the internal arts of the divine arts of Tai Chi and Qigong from a great uh, Eastern um, master who still teaches me 20 years later. Um, and that had given me understanding of, of the subtle energies in the human body and movement and the quality of movement. And he takes a much more uh consciousness based level of movement so my philosophy comes from from more from the east of understanding and when drinking this water i realized that it had a coherence to it, it had a structure to it and people were talking about water structure um about 15 years ago and this is when i first got into it and that led me on a journey the only person speaking about this or apparently speaking about this was masaru imoto so I knew I had to meet him. A week later, I met him, would you believe it? It just happened like that. Okay. And so I started under him, under, the, um, under his Hado, uh, well, as one of his Hado instructors. Now, what is Hado? It didn't mean anything to me at the time. I didn't know. I didn't care. I just needed to, to be in his presence and understand. Yeah. And Hado really, they might describe it now simply as, as a vibrational wave, but it's not really that, that. It's the origin of the wave. It's the quality of the wave. So it's not the wave itself. It's the shape of the wave um, and the qualitative aspect of it. So you could describe it more deeper as, as, as the um, intrinsic vibrational pattern of everything at its deepest level, the smallest unit of energy. And the basis of that is the energy of human consciousness. So human consciousness is based right in the most minutest aspects. Refined. Of yeah. yeah. So and that led me on a journey of understanding coming from that Eastern philosophy and the consciousness aspect of water and then having a physics background as well um, and a research background from aviation. I was a test and operational guy. So I had an analytic kind of linear brain the and detail, an Eastern. Yeah. And that brought me into the new water science, which is now um, amazing, astonishing levels of pioneering frontier science, Nobel Prize winners amongst it all. And they're really exploring um, the anomalous properties of water, which has led to a complete mystery of water for hundreds of years yeah. and got very complicated. And now new developments, new technologies have come out that are allowing us to see water in a different way. Yeah. Um, and the main themes is really structure, um, coherence. Okay. And what I mean by that is it's relationship to the environment. Okay. And memory, water memory. There's a lot of talk about water memory. Um, and there's various types of how we think about water memory. And then the, yeah. the other one is water consciousness. Not only that, um, water is um, 
affected by consciousness intentions, it, it plays a key role in the dynamics of consciousness throughout the universe. So it's looking like um, that water is the uh, physical matrix for all consciousness interactions throughout the universe. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a, a, a beautiful, not just a beautiful, but a very, um, yeah, precise, unrefined, I guess, understanding or context for my perception of a developing embryo, a developing human being who's laying the, let's say, the, the crystalline foundation structures in his or her human body um, in which pulsation is the first language through which that developing embryo interacts with the world around him or her. Receiving information from an equally pulsating mother and the environment around her. So a developing embryo will um, be able to understand those precise and delicate um, wavelengths that you're talking about in terms of consciousness, but also that water is able to pick up the most subtlest of wavelengths, which then become over time, not just a nine month experience, but you know, maybe 20, 30 years into a, adulthood, we can start having a cognitive understanding or remembering of the impact of those pulsations. Well, water is a um, water conscious and life force has has infinite expressions. And at the moment, we need to break out of the limitations that all of science is based upon electromagnetic or the the um, physical matrix or you know the um and move into the vibrational fields and then the subtle energy fields of which the divine expression comes through into into and slow down into the vibration then into the electromagnetic so it contains the whole when we look at embryology um we emerge from the whole we are not constructed of parts that become the whole no we emerge from the whole and the, the concept of biology, unfortunately, is being militarized effectively right now. And we need to revert back to the natural, more quantum, as well, quantum aspects of biology. We're looking at the effects of waves as well. So it's like we come through the hole and it's an invitation, a dance between the sperm and the egg. Um, and it's, an in, it's a cosmic dance that starts the movement. And you're absolutely right. The infinite expressions come from different types of movement. And this is why Tai Chi and the subtle energies and understanding the qualitative aspects of movement. Every movement um, has something. So the formative forces creating the force, creating this movement from which form is created. And the form is an expression of the energy that's contained within it. Every form, every which being. Is, which if I weave it in, would be a couple preparing to conceive three months before conception, let's say, are engaging in Tai Chi or other forms of physical, emotional and spiritual preparation to conceive this life. I think the whole process from, as you say, preparation to conception to pregnancy and then the birthing process and then is it's it's a not that we want to break it down it's an entire episode of a continuum yeah and it's a beginning of a cycle lots of lots of energetic shifts throughout that and a lot of subtle energies okay um changing throughout and a lot of interactions yeah of joining merging of energies yeah. to create um the process that we know is life which in my experience or understanding water almost behaves like this lubricant softening allowing spirit to become form to take form 
this sort of merging element from one dimension into the other. And it takes nine months for, for, for a baby to be able to come out into the world ready for the impact of gravity, ready for the impact of not being in water or not being pure spirit. So water is this sort of transition stage of merging, of connecting, like you say, of blending all the information together so that it can be contained in one whole in physical form. It is the container of all life. It holds the templates of all life forms. And yes, exactly right. Um, and we're looking at a lot of the indigenous wisdoms and they know, have always known this and we're just waking up and remembering to realizing this, yeah. that yeah. water is the container of the spirit. It is the container of consciousness and it's how consciousness can be seen. So there is a marriage between water and consciousness. Hado, as we spoke about the qualitative aspects of everything and water, they can't be separated. So one cannot happen without the other. And as we look at, if we look at some of the creative stories from indigenous uh, wisdoms and obviously um, biblical and, and other sacred texts um, stories, they all say the same thing. No one can talk about, no one talks about the creation of water. It was already there. So we can look at it. It's, it's older than, and science knows this. It's older than the sun. It's older than all the suns. So it was already there. But we, we confuse water with being this physical substance and it is not okay it is not a physical substance substance is the wrong word i cannot give it justice to give a word that actually describes what it is we have to think of this on the multi-dimensional level effectively and this this point of realization came to me by a great samoan elder a king actually um when i was chatting to him in in, in hawaii um which incidentally, Hawaii, ha, the breath of God, by the, the waters of God, and E is the spirit yes. of God. It's the whole um, kingdom of Hawaii, because it's a kingdom of Hawaii. Me it means it's all about the breath, spirit, and the waters of, of, of life. But he told me that the greatest of all the waters, because we were talking more on a how the, the, the evolution of science has, has caught up to affirm indigenous wisdoms. And Absolutely. we then moved into what is the greatest of all the waters. And he said, he said, the Vai Aloha, the waters of love. Yeah. And it took a while for me that that to sink in is what that really truly meant. And that really kind of conjures up the multidimensional aspects of water that we think it's in the physical, but no, it is beyond that. It, and, and Josef Grander, who's an Austrian um, scientist or, or water researcher, effectively, he passed away sadly about 10 years ago brilliant um, technology he's come out with, which has a cosmic reset into the water effectively is the way to look at this. He described water as being more cosmic than, than earthly. And if you think about it, there's more water out in the universe than there is any other molecule. I mean, obviously you get the atoms of um, hydrogen out there and it's like, there's a lot of it out there. And each, each star is born through, each protostar, protostar is, is born through and a huge, um, mass trillions and trillions times more than than what's on earth through water some kind of plasmic kind of water so it seems that entire stars galaxies could be birthed through water not only ourselves as well so it, it allows the birthing process of any form to come through i think what's happening or what i've been perceiving through sitting with myself this past year and I think more and more people have been invited into themselves than ever before has been this shift from seeing water as something outside of us that we drink and put inside of us to really realizing this um, we are water so the body art is a container of fluid which we have the capacity to to change, impact, refine, tune at will. So rather than sort of, and it's, it's the same with a birthing human being, a, a baby is used to listening to her mother's heartbeat. She's learning to attune to what's happening outside of her. She then goes to school and learns how to think outside of her. 
And now there's sort of a calling to hang on a minute. What if reality starts on the inside? What if I'm the creator from the inside out? And this is coming about supporting parents to support their pregnancy and their newborn life, their child of connecting through their waters to developing to their developing embryo, let's say. So inviting parents inward to connect to their baby that's growing inside of them. And then also as a young baby or young child to start reflecting inward. So how is your water feeling today? Not just how are you feeling today? How is your water feeling today? And when I ask that question in the pool, very often the kids will use words that are describing the water they see, but in fact, they're describing the water inside them. The water feels sad. It, it's, it's the very beginnings of, of an education that says, okay, the outside world is a reflection of my inside world through water. <laughs> a number of things uh, I have to, I'd like to comment on that is that Masada Moto would say that, you know, and I think we all know this, that, that children are much more connected to their water nature or their divine nature yes. because they're that close to the divine and also the water is a lot purer Absolutely. within them. Yes. It's, it's like, what, however we've, we've constructed the, the society and the structure of society impacts us on multiple levels, you know, going right only to from our immediate environment to our society, to a collective, to our ancestors as well. Let's not forget the ancestors as well, because in, in every drop of water holds all the secrets. It's, you know, we, we'll talk about, you know, we can talk about memory if you like, and, and it holds all the mysteries, all the magic, all the law all the stories and all the love. And as the fact is we are water and it's a constantly cycling um, being throughout us. And we're sharing, we're sharing it. It's a shared being effectively that you, you your waters affect how you, your consciousness affecting your internal oceans, your internal waters affecting the environment around you, which then affects everybody else. So there, there is a constant flow of information and communication. We are a, a resonance machine not only in shape and geometry but through water as well and, and through the impact of consciousness even how we move the quality of our movement is is is, is effectively dictated by the quality of, of consciousness um and it's um it's it's multiple layered but i feel that yeah, that's why Masaru Moto set up the Emoto Peace Project, because he knew that he wanted to teach all children on earth the true nature of water and, and the, the great power of our thoughts, our words, our prayers and our actions. Um, but this is not only to all children of earth, we're all children of the earth, okay? We just wake up and forget this. And actually, when you teach children this, they, they're sort of looking at you, thinking like, yeah, we know this. It's, it's like the, the adults going, oh... And, this, and, and, and the children become the teachers. And we just need to hold that memory and hold exactly what that is. And the indigenous communities still have that. They have uncontaminated wisdoms yeah. going through. What happened to us thousands of year ago, years ago, our consciousness separated from right to more left brain yeah. and went down a more logos as opposed to a more you know, mythos pathway. Yes. Um, few, few traveled the mythos pathway, but, but now you know, the, the, the more advanced quantum physics is coming more into the, into the mythos. And but then in the middle of this, you have the indigenous wisdoms uncontaminated through since time began yeah. that have this knowledge there. Yeah. And, and they are, we're now in dialogue with them as well as to, because they're realizing that, you know, we've had to wake up ourselves to remember and to show the fact that we are trustworthy uh, individuals to carry such wisdom and I think it's our own consciousness that's been polluted and, and we can talk you know, it's another thing about pollution the source of pollution where does that all come from and this all impacts the quality of the water at any level absolutely so our consciousness, our consciousness will have a direct direct influence on the on the quality of the water that we're in we're drinking and on the environment and those around us absolutely and and this is how working with 
supporting birth and pregnancy and newborn life in water, this sort of preparation of self to enter into a body of water with a pregnant uh, woman or a newborn child and being aware of my awareness, the work I've done on myself, the integrity with which I hold space is so alive and resonant when in water. And I think, not I think, I'm pretty sure why um, my path has taken so much time and practice to unfold. It's not about, ah, yeah, I'll build a pool, I'll pour some money into it, get up and going. It's it's a personal path, it's a personal practice to refine that awareness, that vibration, either as a therapist, a practitioner in water, or as a parent, what am I bringing to my waters supporting newborn life? And I guess my, what my vision has been, in the past we've tend to see birth as, you know, before birth and after birth, before birth we don't remember, um, there's life after birth. And now we're understanding birth as a continuum, an uninterrupted continuum. So what would happen if we could support the entire pregnancy in water regularly? So there's a, a, continu a fluid continuum, ideally a water birth. And then let's say at 40 days or three months, it, it's a questionable, bringing baby back into the water. So if there's that continuum and that awareness from a parent's perspective, would then babies remember more of who they are? <clears throat> That's <laughs> what I'm it, towards. It's an incredible question. Um, <clears throat> Within so that, so that let me sorry Matt sorry for, for taking the space the understanding is if the container I'm creating allows baby to remember more of who they are so this memory doesn't shut down then we're allowing them to bring these precious unique gifts and knowledge from where it is babies are coming from and that it remains alive and continues that it doesn't shut down and repeat old patterns because it's this new understanding and knowledge and remembering that we need as a humanity right now to move forward in a new direction the um obviously i'm it's not a level of my expertise in terms of the birthing process but birth has an aspect of separation in it between the mother and the baby so how do we keep that connected and how do we activate the higher energetic qualities um, in, 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 in the body and sustain us through our daily connections. But let's bring it back slightly into the womb. The womb is, has a geometric shape, which has a, um, and also the amniotic fluid in there, which has been tested by the way, is highly structured and produces the most amazing water crystallography. Yeah. As in absolutely. the patterns and the structures that can be seen microscopically and potentially macroscopically not been done yet. Um, so how do we continue this energetic qualities into the birthing container? Um, looking at the, the energetic spectrum of the quality of the room, I'm not looking at energy from a classical point of view here. We're moving beyond, you know, the, the, uh, the secondary motion, like it can only be measured when it's motion. We're moving right into the subtle formative fields, which can be detected and measured through yeah. geometric resonance. Um, and how do we, how do we, so firstly, we're probably looking at the energetic spectrum of the quality of, of the womb and find out what are those qualities. Um, I, I'm going to use the term biogeometry now. Okay. Which is really looking at the, um, it's the physics of quality, the study of subtle energies. It's, it works with nature's design language and everything has a qualitative aspect to it. So we're looking at shape and color and form and proportions angle as well. Very important. It's like the science of universal harmonics. Um, and you can bring it into practical as, as the, the design of uh, nature's design and form, but that, that's the practical aspect. When we look at, when we, what it's really looking for is a centering quality. Everything has a center or you can create the center within any object, this, this mouse here or, or, or whatever, or a pen. You know, you can center the energy quality. We don't do it because we are 
we're unconscious of this. This, this goes back to Egyptian understanding. Um, and actually, they, they believed in rebirthing as well. So the, the pyramid potentially is a rebirthing um, container. Uh, container through ritual and ceremony. And, and everything should be ceremony because ceremony is the common ground. So, you know, the conception, as we said, all the way through is, is done in ceremony. It's, and it's asking, intention, intentionalizing the divine qualities to come in. But let's go back into this centering quality because remembering already exists in this centering quality there are three attributes of biodrometry that 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 you can measure that show that the divine attributes are there and then have this centering kind of quality so we can design according towards that we can measure the energetic spectra of the womb um, and then look at any external designs not only the container of the birthing container but the chamber from which it's housed in as well which is be the local environment and then we're going to be looking at the water how are we looking at the structure of the water are we going to and then and then looking at sound because because the the obviously the heartbeat of 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 the mother and and the baby are now uh together and at some point there's a separation how do we keep that how do we keep that birthing process that connection as high as possible because I understand child, but not I had child. I can only speak through theory and 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 story. You know the trauma of childbirth. That there could be quite a lot of trauma there. Um, and but we can take care of this, okay? Preconception why through pregnancy and birth, because all of these show up in the resonant fields of the mother, and hence will be into into the baby as well, and into the local environment, whether it's the water and into the the environment. And we can do all this with it with a geometric resonance or centering quality and understanding of where we are in our consciousness and that beautiful connection between the mother and the baby. Um, and all this can be cleared through biogeometry, through um, the centering process. Now at the, at the time of birth, in fact, throughout all, there are some amazing energetic shifts. Um, and it's at that time we get things like a personal wavelength um, attuned to us as well. And, and, and supposedly according to Aboriginals, um, uh, brilliant, amazing, uncontaminated wisdom. At conception, we're born to a song line. Uh, you know, we're born proximate to a song line. Um, and so it, that's the energetic residue of the ancestors. And um, they, they were the ones that created the topography of the environment. So that at some point, we're tuned to the waters of our, of our birth. Um, and, and it's like, how do we give that greatest connection as possible? Uh, and how do we how do we map out that that womb container from a shape wise and a quality wise through the materials and 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 then bring in the acoustics the sound of potentially the heartbeat of the mother which you can you can you can bring out and amplify into the water if you want or Absolutely. you bring other sounds Absolutely. or human voice uh, chant mantra something Coming. that's resonant it's it's all there all this can be brought into the environment. Um, and, and very real i think what you're describing you know it starts off sounding like something out there astrophysics but actually when you start thinking about it on a practical level what it looks like is a mother coming into a pregnant mother coming into the pool and starting to hum to her baby yeah. and all this happens so water is sort of facilitating this awareness in a real practical down-to-earth 3d level yeah. um, it's not just an understanding outside of us. It's actually really possible from the very beginning when we enter a body of water. And what we shouldn't forget as well, Which sorry, just... is allow the water to inform the process. So yes, I could, you know, we can give some, we can give the geometrically perfect um, shape possibly Wait, of the wall what would it be for you matt do you have an idea of i yes. mean I'm looking at the the shape of the container at this point like actually creating this container yes for life incoming life and outgoing life what would it be for you well we need to support this evolution evolutionary process going through and and how i do and a few discussions i've had as well is i would I would um, I would emulate the quality of the womb, and that might be a womb shape, okay? Because it already has a 
biogeometric resonance and allows those divine energies to be there in this centering process. So it's harmonized. Think, think of the word harmonized. We are creating a completely harmonized environment that according to the environment is not there, but it's because it's one of them. It's one of us. So it comes into a completely natural environment. The other, the other option would be if you go more the acoustic side of it or the sonic side yes. of it is, is yeah. to use either a half dome and, and mirror it so it's reflective and put sounds through it. But the sounds of the womb will be, will be resonate as well. It's just a different way it reflects the acoustics of, of, of that. So I would start with one of those two. Okay, that's the natural shape of birth is through a, a womb container. Um, but it's not just mapping it out on a what you might copy the shape of the womb. You, we have to use the geometric resonance and biogeometric qualities within that. Um, and that also it means we, we then look into the materials as well and which materials hold this resonance. Yeah. Okay. And which materials would amplify it. For instance, if you use something like a geopolymer, which they used in, in Egypt and some of the, the pyramidal yeah. structures, yeah. you yeah. could embed it with, with certain uh, crystals, as you say, you might have a crystalline or quartz crystalline structure, but you yes. need it to be smooth. Okay. Yes. Smooth for acoustics, smooth for acoustics. Okay. Yeah. And also you, you don't want to disturb the structure of the water. You want to keep it as, as highly structured and coherent as possible. Yeah. But on that, human consciousness will override all of that. It, it is the strongest influence by magnitude of, well, I can't even put a number on it, infinite levels of magnitudes is the consciousness of what's going on. And I think because it's, I, I, don't, I, don't want to, I wouldn't want to play around with being too much information into water. I just have a highly structured uh, coherent water that allows consciousness to express itself and so we allow the water to inform us yes. as opposed to us this doing is... too much around it because we are co-creators with water we're not observers anymore we are participants in the game of life yes. and so it will it has an intelligence that knows where you are in your consciousness and will inform you and that's the thing <laughs> it's always it's in dialogue yeah, in water you cannot hide like the clarity. It, it, it brings it's yeah, it brings a transparency to life which can be really haunting if you're not prepared to go there with it. But I don't find it. Water doesn't push. It it's not. It can be penetrative, but it will only show up what you're ready to show up for. It's true. Um, and there's a uh, sort of soft, unconditional, uh, compassionate love or holding that water does. So yes, there's an allowing, and this is in preparation for birth, going into that allowing rather than a doing. But there needs to be an understanding of the um, responsibility, let's say, as a practitioner or or as a baby swimming instructor, because baby swimming instructors get to be with a lot of babies in a pool of water at the same time. So the responsibility of that position, when you become aware of the sort of multidimensional responsibility of it, is when I am transmitting through the water, you can, or uh, no, you can't, that is impacting that baby or that family at that moment in time. So it, it, it's not just about, I'm learning to swim in the water. We are impacting the rest of someone's life. When we look at water and we have two individuals drinking from the same glass or taking a sample from the same glass and looking at it through a, um, its dynamic structure. Yeah. And in various ways you can do this, whether it's a moto or other crystalline depiction methods, they all have a different pattern that is relative to the consciousness of the individual, ir irrespective that it came from the same water source. So we all have a responsibility for the purity of our consciousness um, on many levels, not only our thoughts, but our words and our prayers as well, which is why having a group or something like that in, in, in resonance, I, I like chant and human voice that is coming resonant so at some point when you bring your focus internally to more externally to the group and to the baby you know the sound 
the intention can be carried, amplified on the sound as well. So there's many things we can do. Not only does your consciousness interact with the water, but obviously anything you do on top of that will interact with the water as well. So it's, it's multiple layers, but you know, the water will inform what it wants to reveal because consciousness can be revealed in water. It's the only way it can be revealed. But I've sort of, I've worked with, I've worked with babies and families on land and I've worked with water. This has all been in preparation to getting to working with birth. And, and I've been very aware of that. And it's almost arriving at the baby swimming world or newborn, let's say aquatics, that is almost accelerating our understanding of babies and children and the way that we educate more than in the classroom, more than on land, because a parent bringing their baby to the water gets this feedback all at once. And if the, the instructor is aware enough, you can sort of drip feed the information through, but also trusting that the water is gonna do its work. by the way that we hold space in the water and the awareness of what we're bringing to the water. Um, and this is when I started planning or visioning in my head, okay, so I've, I, um, water is, let's say my path, an honorable path. I'm working with supporting birth and newborn life. What is the, my ideal container? What is it gonna look like? And we've talked about, uh, the structure, the sound, the color, the crystalline reflection of light hitting or touching the water and the combination of that. I think most people that go into building pools kind of think, oh yeah, this is where the chlorine is gonna go. This is how the heating is gonna work. And temperature is another thing we haven't talked about yet in terms of memory. But if we want to create an even more refined intentional space, what are the elements we need to be looking at to, let's say, to do our best at least in, in creating a conscious container? I think we need to start from the uh, consciousness aspect. Okay, we would start with the biogeometric qualities. Yeah that we would want to be there. So it'd have a centering divine resonance in there and, and, and to emulate what is that first environment we perceive is, yes. is, is correct yeah. for the baby. And, it, and it's either, a, I, I, I would suggest it might be a womb shape. Yeah. So we're looking at divine qualitative aspects of energy first, and then we go into the physical shape of it, which will probably yeah. be the womb, okay? Yeah. Um, then I would look at the Hado aspect as in the consciousness, the, the, not only where we are in our consciousness as the mother and, and those involved, the, the, the poop, you know, whoever is in, in the vicinity and throughout the birthing um, process and with the, 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 the other parent. Um, and we'd look at the qualitative aspects of that. You could surround um, the, the environment, the pool and the chamber with certain Hado uh, symbology yeah. or environment that will influence the consciousness, okay? Mm -hmm. Then we're looking at the water itself as well. How, what is the structure? How coherent is that? And, and, and redefining the quality so we can look at the more crystalline structure of it. We can do that before and afterwards, but that would be very interesting to look at the, the effect of the water afterwards. Um, I, I might consider now getting to the physical attributes is looking at the flow. There's a flow, there's a warmth, okay, that maps the, 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 the temperature outside. I need to look at the salinity as well and how saline we want that, that water to be, that it's comfortable. Um, and, and temperature, you say, temperature does a couple of things, okay. Temperature not only creates warmth, okay, yeah. which creates far infrared, a nice, which, is, which would map out the warm, which has more far infrared. You could also bring in color, a more near infrared, so like a red lighting or soft. So we're now coming into the more three-dimensional aspects of how we want that to be calm and very beautiful. The, the materials we need to be very specific on and how resonant they are and the surface as well, so that the surface is yeah. acoustically and sonically as pure as we can make it. Yeah. 
okay um and then what information is going to go in there i suggest we 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 either you can either amplify the mother's heartbeat into the pool so it continues okay or you could have human voice surrounding on the external you could very ceremonial and very ritualistic um and it's and it's you know as the egyptian a lot of this we're talking about is egyptian knowledge is it's like a rebirthing process it depends on where you believe in you know and how beautiful you want to create this 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 um this process this this birthing which is the beginning of an evolutionary process okay and how harmonized can we make this and and also the fact is as well the first vision that the baby will have obviously it's going to be of of uh, its mother but then when he looks around and and the sounds and the lights and the form and the harmony how beautiful would that be what is that what is that environment as a beginning to life as a beginning to life and when a baby comes back let's say to the water uh six eight a month two months into their physical life you can see the remembering they come to the pool and it's oh, i know this hang on a minute and the body is so alive to the water it's as if they bring their birth story becomes fully apparent when they return um and, and it's sort of guiding parent to witness that unfolding so that baby can remember reconstruct so their whole birth journey becomes a continuum and fluid rather than a fragmented experience because of let's say disharmony uh trauma is a heavy word but all the things that impact the storyline while we're being born water at the beginning of our sort of early childhood gives us the chance to sort of smooth that out so we're not readdressing it 30 40 50 years down the line and we could talk about what that looks like what the remembering looks like from an adult's perspective like from a a person that can speak and give us feedback but babies are nonverbal so the way we are sort of observing the birth story in water with nonverbal beings is very different to to the way an adult remembers yes this is um the baby remember water doesn't speak but it speaks and listens to all languages it is the master listener Absolutely. of all things our innermost thoughts we are partners with water we are inseparable conscious participants in this in this life um and it, it's life of beauty and it's it's a sacred dance so what is it one so one other aspect that, that you triggered my mind there is is um is if you went down the half dome which might be a bit of an easier shape you could have another one on top okay so you have a really beautiful mirror of acoustics um and and i wanted to talk about because you might have some sound therapists around as well is that how sound influences water and and water expresses itself infinitely through somatic patterns obviously and sound travels faster in water so it's 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 looking at you know it will even it will read our consciousness and our thoughts but the energy behind them all as well and any heartbeat any baby's cry um music chant collective the geometric pattern that's containing the water not only in the water itself but it will bathe every single um water molecule in a human body so if that if that sound if if that water is is say like against a protein or a, you know or, or anything in the cell it gives it a sonic massage so what is that what is that sonic massage where we are that vibrational sonic massage that's going on within the human not only the baby but within in in the in the mother how would we want that and there is certain you know sounds and levels you could look at as well if you want to get into that and i know just the person john stuart reed one of the world's leading probably the world's leading somatic experts he would be a, a wonderful source of um influence um amazing and he gave me a lot of this information as well and it's his history of somatics as well and his 
awakening process actually happened in the middle of the, 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 the Great Pyramid. So here's a great connection with shapes and resonance and sound and, and water. So you know, cymatics is very, very important. It contains, you can see all the information, the complexities, the infinite expression that happens when anything hits, anything is in the vicinity of water. And exactly on, on these foundations, on this understanding, when a baby, a child, or, or even an adult human being comes back to the water, comes back to the womb, the water remembers this information. Everything that's been expressed, uh, intended, pulsated, vibrated, has been recorded through being in the water. There's a sort of re realignment with our essence by being in the water. Um, even just going into the sea, I think people can understand, people listening, you go in, you come back out again, and it's like, oof. Coming back to that central axis, coming back to our, our cells and water molecules, feeling vibrant and alive with our own essence. So, sort of the water in us comes alive where it might have frozen or become trapped inside of us because of our daily life experiences, let's say. And remember, it doesn't have to be the same water. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, obviously we're going to clean the water in the, in the birthing pool. And that's why I might have a flow as well to keep it warmth and clean. Um, but the water will remember. It doesn't matter what body of water it is, it will remember. It will remember. So it, it will- Beautiful. Instantly um, bring out the magic of the, of, of the story. So yeah. this is another thing as well, uh, we perhaps didn't speak about, but it's not only the localized um, environment and the people that are there, but, but by distance as well. This is going slightly more complicated. <laughs> And people tuning in from a distance and, 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 and talking about how prayer works. When we understand the planes of nature and, and, and the levels of consciousness and redefine that, okay, it yeah. becomes quite easy to understand and comprehend as to how um, remote prayer works. And, and so if relatives and things who want to be there but not there, you know, Absolutely. there's all these different levels we can bring in For to sure. ensure there is realignment yeah. and purity yeah. at the moment of birth. And yes, the, the alignment that happens when you reconnect back, and it, it doesn't actually have to be the same space. It has to be any water for that matter. But it's kind of nice to come back to the physical space as well and to remind yourself of the energetic qualities that were contained within there. And the alignment is key. The alignment is key for all of life. Where are, where are we aligning our thoughts? Where are we aligning our physical stature? You know, um, we are, you know, we have to live horizontally effectively, but we should be living and thinking vertically alignment and water will get you there. And, and that's how I feel. So many people are being attracted to um, not just being near water, but I, I think in the past year, we're seeing people taking life decisions to move and live near water as a way of not just surviving, but in being aligned with who they are. Uh, you, we started this conversation talking about mind fog, but in, in, in uh, being awake to who we are in, in our authentic selves. Um, and I really believe that, you know, the rivers, the oceans at the moment are helping us remember all of who we are in, in this sort of awakening of humanity somehow. When we look at, and we might research water. I've gone away from that word now, and I'm more of an observer of water at its essence. Um, is water, the, the, the great scriptures, great texts say, make your life a prayer. But when you look at cymatics and water crystallography, whether microscopic or macroscopic, some amazing work there, um, you realize that you're a participant. And it's not about making your life a prayer. It's about waking up to realize that it already is and, and to live your life as such in your own unique expression, completely aligned. 
and it's water becomes the greatest teacher there is to all of us. And when you look at the effects of human, or you look at the water quality and how it's so de degraded, or it can be degraded, and, it, and depending on the levels of pollution and collective pollution, this is why I said, you know, the source of all pollution, where is that? However, when you bring in consciousness to it, the rapid nature of its, of its, its improvement of water health is astronomical. It doesn't go through various levels. It almost go, it just jumps right back to its original health that it wants because human consciousness is directly related to the purity of water. So once we start to remember our connect, our sacred relationship to water, we've never lost it. We've just been asleep to it. Asleep to it. You don't have to learn anything. Now I got it through drinking water. Somebody else might be by living by water or being birthed in water we're all going to go on this water journey and at some point there reaches a magical point where it's a point of no return and all everything just turns to reverence towards water and all life for that matter and there's no going back there's no way out and everybody i know has come on this journey does the same thing <laughs> and and you'll become a brother and sister and you, and you just whether you're a scientist a technologist an environmentalist an artist or a mystic or an, an indigenous elder or just a conscious participant, you all have an experience of experience. what you might call universal love for water. And it's, and it's when it starts to reveal its magnificence to you is when you open your heart and you love it. This is it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and this is closing a class, closing a baby swimming class with thank you water not a nursery rhyme not big words just thank you water and opening our hearts to that vibration of gratitude instantly shifts the pool whether there's five people or 10 people or 15 on a heart level of vibration pulsation that everyone understands um, when we bring back ceremony, yeah. I heard this from a, uh, an elder in the UK or via, mm. um, when we bring back ceremony, everything will change. Mm. And when we wake up to realize that everything is effectively prayer, mm. everything will change. Yeah. And we have a responsibility and it, and it, and it's, yes, it's a big responsibility, but it's, it's not about that as well, because water wants you to play and dance and have joy Absolutely. and fun. Absolutely. This is, this is it wants you to be a little kid. <laughs> absolutely it loves children and the joy and the purity Thank and this naturalness yeah. this is it and and i guess this is why i've come back to what i call home because of that playfulness that innocence of of fun just entering water is that happy place for me and as much as we can get serious about this and cosmic about it is that playfulness that the heart recognizes as being true and real in the moment that, um, yeah, is, is a big value of why I work with water. Yeah. I commend you on that. And it, it's a joy to kind of share the water journey with <laughs> someone as yourself. And I think this is a very <laughs> it's a beautiful vision and, and it's, and it's, it's created a lot of discussion items. I hope we've, we've, we've created quite a few. We can go into, I didn't want to go too deep. We can go really, really deep in some, in fact, we touched on some very deep understandings here. Absolutely. I think we've done a beautiful job for sure. This conversation isn't over and we'll have more opportunities. And especially once this project starts getting underway on a, on a 3d level, which it already already is, especially through the water consciousness circles that are happening and that you're part of. I'm just very grateful to have had this one hour to really introduce this sort of refinement and sensitivity and multidimensional language that you speak um, to this precious work. It's very precious to me. And I'm very grateful that you um, have dedicated your time for this. Well, I, I, I thank you. That's beautifully spoken. I bless you, dear sister. Um, and it's all in service and there comes a point where it all is service and it's a 
critical moment for humanity. I'm not doing it because it's a critical moment for humanity. I'm doing it because it's, an, it's a call from the soul of humanity that's asking us to reconnect and rebuild our relationship to water because that's where the magic is. And probably all of humanity's problems are found in our reconnection, our understanding and our relationship to the magnificence of water. It's who we are. It's what we are. And what is it that connects all beings, all life? It is water, but not just any water. It's organized water. It's the coherence that we bring to it. And that is what connects us all. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. And thank you for listening in.